Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to fight for love as you continue in your marriage journey while loving the fight along the way. We are pumped to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us for this Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Yeah, it's so great to have you guys with us. Don, it's great to be here with you again. We say this every week, but it's so fun to just sit down and have a chance to talk about marriage and to connect with everybody out there listening. Well, we have been having a very good week. We're kind of tired, and I'll mention a little bit more about that in just a second. But some really great news, Don, for you and I is that we are going to be having another grandson in October, and that is so (laughs) awesome. Like it's, it's Christmas in October is essentially what it is. And it's interesting when you hear somebody say, Hey, I'm a grandparent. You know, I think, uh, that I often will immediately think of somebody maybe in their sixties or seventies, but we're in our forties. So being a grandparent in our forties is so much fun and especially getting one in October. So excited to hold him and to just cuddle and just get to know him more. Like we just love being grandparents, young grandparents. It is too fun. It's so fun. But you know, of course you guys that have been listening on a regular basis, you've been hearing us talk about how we've been fixing up our second home and just having a blast with it. We've been making some really good progress. Yes. Haven't we done? Yeah. We, we got a little demo crazy this last weekend. We got out some power tools and we tore down a huge, big old shed. We did. On the outside of the house. It's crazy. It was a metal shed. I had no clue that you take out like a thousand screws and then you can kind of fold it up. Yeah. And throw it in a dumpster. At first we were going to hit it with a sledgehammer, <laughs> yeah. but then we just hit it with a a screwdriver, a yeah. power screwdriver, but then you got a couple wounds from that. I did. So you started bleeding all over the place. Yep. Our neighbors probably were worried. Maybe <laughs> not, but I mean, it was kind of crazy looking, but we tore the thing apart and wow, does our yard and house look 10 it times better. It was a rusty better. shed and now it looks great. Yep. It did not belong there. It was cool because we actually bought over a thousand square feet feet of flooring this week we picked the flooring out we're super excited and we brought it all down there and we installed like 400 square feet of this flooring and maybe that doesn't impress anybody that's listening but for you and i don that's a big deal i mean we've installed some flooring before but this was a different kind we had never done before and we just knocked out this huge living room and it was so fun Lots of bang for our buck yep. or a time, I should say. I and had a blast. just enjoyed it. I think I could actually install flooring for like for a living. For a living. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Like I loved it. Once we got going, man, did we just cruise? Yeah, it's very gratifying. That's for sure. But of course, now we're going to be moving into some R and R. We're going to Northern Minnesota. We're going to be oh. on Lake Superior, going to our annual family reunion, and we're just gonna hang out with our kids and our extended family. We're going to do some hiking and probably eat way too much food and get lots of rest. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. It's cool because we love family. We believe in family. And we've been doing this family reunion for many years, ever since I was a kid, pretty much. And again, my aunts and my uncles and my cousins and my you know nieces and nephews, my siblings, we're all up there together. And we are just having a great time for like four or five days on Lake Superior. And our kids are flying in. So I'm super excited. It's going to be a great weekend. That makes it even better. Yep. Well, today's podcast was brought on by a recent story that hit the news a few weeks ago. It's actually a sad story, but a reality for many people, many families, and many marriages. I know when we first heard about it, Travis, it it shocked us both, and it made us sad. 
And this is what we heard. You remember that day we yeah, heard this? Yeah, definitely sad, for sure. The headline was this. Bill and Melinda Gates to divorce after 27 years of marriage. Oh, man. I was so disappointed. And, and I know we already said we were sad, but we really were. Yes. I think, you know, this came out of lots of news media outlets. We got this from The Guardian. But it was really disappointing right. is what it was. 27 years. Yep. That's a long time. And even though we don't know them, and even though they might not think or act like us, we're rooting for them. We want their marriage to succeed. Well, we obviously heard the headline, but I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about this story. So I wanted to find an article on this. So in The Guardian, this is what the article stated. It says, Bill and Melinda Gates have announced they are to divorce after 27 years of marriage saying they no longer believe we can grow together as a couple. The Microsoft co-founder turned philanthropist and his wife, who have built up a combined $124 billion fortune, making them among the five richest couples in the world. Now, they started quoting them in just, you know, giving the reason why they are going to divorce, and this is what they said. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage, the pair said in a joint statement posted on Twitter. We continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life together, they said. The couple have three children. Melinda Gates, who is 56, has in the past said their marriage has been incredibly hard, saying that Bill, who is 65, regularly works 16-hour days and can find it hard to make time for the family. Believe me, I can remember some days that were so incredibly hard in our marriage where you thought, can I do this, Melinda said, in an interview with Sunday Times in 2019. Yeah, that's really crazy. And part of why it's crazy is so many people are working really hard and putting in a lot of hours because they don't have enough right. money. And here's an example of a couple after 27 years that are growing apart, or, or so they say, and they got $124 yeah. billion. Dollars, and it's almost like money. It's a good lesson to learn that money doesn't necessarily make everything better. Right. And even maybe even especially your marriage. Yeah. Again, we're not sharing this article today with you to shame them or to put them down in any way. I, I think many married couples can relate to feeling this way at times because marriage is hard. It can be complicated. The stresses of life get in the way and marriage can sometimes be put on the back burner, especially when you're super busy. Yeah, Don, I know when I first heard about this in the news, my heart actually sank. Like for real, I think it was partly because of the reason that they both stated, they said this, we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. Yeah. And I can't remember where I was at when I heard that news, my heart sank, but I almost jumped up on a chair and began to shout, that's not true. Right. <laughs> Your marriage can grow. It can get better. Don't wave the white flag and, you know, surrender and give up. No, love the fight. Move forward. Now, I got to be honest. When I heard that, I was like, wait, what went wrong? How could they have gotten to this point? Right. And I know you and I, Don, we've talked about how they had, you know, been married and grew together for 27 years. And of course, they did the tough work of building careers of family, friends, and all life together. And those are hard things to build. It's yeah. almost as if the hardest part or work of their married life was behind them. But often it is those things that can tear a marriage apart due to the stress that it brings into your marriage. 
But here's the interesting part. As time goes on, it can actually get easier and you can truly begin to focus more on each other. Unfortunately, though, for many couples, there are often the years you wake up and you kind of look at each other and you think to yourself, who are you? And you realize that you grew apart instead of growing closer together. And again, I love that you said this earlier, Don, but we do not condemn them or judge them in any way. We're Uh -uh. we're just champions for other people's marriage, for our own marriage. And we just want to see marriages succeed. Now, the Gates are, of course, not alone. We know personally numerous couples who have gotten divorced between the 20 and 30 year mark. We know couples that are both in the church and outside of the church that have gotten divorced. And just when life seems like it should be getting easier for couples, they wake up one morning and they realize that they grew apart. So why does this seem to happen so often to couples who have already lived over 20 years together? And this is a great podcast. This episode is a good one for couples that just started off five years ago or two years ago or one year ago. So we can all learn from the gates, Right. right? We can all learn from what's happened to them and others. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment and for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. But it's weird, Travis, because I feel like there are many couples that we know that have been married for 20, 25 years. And then, you know what? They walk away. They really feel like or believe they grew apart. And it's sad. It's so sad. Well, according to Pew Research, this was an article that came out in 2017. Here's what they said. The caption read, led by baby boomers, divorce rates climb for America's 50 plus population. I was shocked at that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I was shocked too. (laughs) It went on to say at a time when divorce is becoming less common for younger adults. And partly that is because not as many younger adults are getting married, but divorce is kind of going down. It goes on to say that so-called gray divorce is on the rise. And here's what was interesting. They said among U.S. adults ages 50 and older, the divorce rate has roughly doubled since the 1990s. And they give us some kind of hard facts. In 2015, for every 1,000 married persons ages 50 and older, 10 divorce. And this was up from five in 1990, according to data from the National Center for Health Statistics and, of course, the U.S. Census Bureau. Now, they said among those ages 65 and older, the divorce rate has roughly tripled since 1990, reaching six people per 1,000 married persons in 2015. I think that's the extra crazy wow, you know, kind of like, how is this happening? This is wild. How can it triple? That just seems like a lot. And these are over the age of 65, 65 and older. So why is this, Travis? Why does the baby boomers, that generation, the gray hair generation, that age group lead in the divorce rate? Like I wanted to kind of look into this a little bit further. So according to the journals of gerontology, this is what they said. It is likely that the precursors to divorce during middle and later life 
are distinctive given the unique events and experiences characterizing these life course stages. During middle and older adulthood, many couples confront empty nesting, retirement, or declining health, which can pose considerable challenges for marital adjustment. These turning points can prompt spouses to reassess their marriage, ultimately leading them to divorce. For example, a marriage that was satisfactory when both spouses worked and shared activities such as child raising may flounder once the couple retires and the nest is empty. Growing apart over the marital life course assumes greater significance with lengthening life expectancies. Again, I think I was fully shocked at all of this, you know, all these statistics. Yeah, all the statistics. Yep, absolutely. But it kind of makes sense that when people are younger and they're married and they have a mission and they're going after it and building that life and raising the kids that it's easier to stay together. But then when all that is gone and now they have more time for each other, it kind of makes sense if they didn't invest in their marriage along the way that now they're like, what is going on? Who are you? And your health is falling apart or we're getting into retirement and you didn't save enough money for us to retire. It's like those distractions. They keep you so distracted. Then all of a sudden you're, there's nothing there. And then you look at each other and you do you even like each other anymore? Right. Yeah. And you have to figure that out. Right. But the key is to fight through right. it, to stay together, to get romantic, to go on trips, to find common interests, and to build into your marriage. Well, we love quotes. And you we do a lot of quotes. But this one, <laughs> I just love. Loved. It's so from good. Thomas Edison. It's like, an amazing one. He said this, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. So you guys out there, one more time, just try one more time. Don't if you're ready to give up, just give try up. one more time, like Thomas Edison said. Yeah, he's he's like the most qualified guy to say right. that. But I think the reality is, too, is just erase the, the phrase or the words, give up right. from your vocabulary yes. and from your option list. It is not an option. Till death do right. us part, we are going to love fighting for our marriage. So what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen in our marriage, you guys, in your marriage? First, we need to look for the signs that could indicate that you are growing apart. We can't fix something unless we know that there's something wrong. So what, you know, what are signs that you guys could be growing apart? The first one is this communication dwindles. It's only for sharing information, but not for relational purposes. So you're just exchanging information because you need that information, but you're not building a relationship on that communication. The next one is this. When you have free time, you would rather do something else rather than spend time with your spouse. I know, Travis, on our days off, we want to hang out together. Yes, we like to hang out with other people, but we want to spend a lot of our free time with each other. Yeah, and when you say like to spend time with other people, you mean we spend time with other people all the time, but we also like to spend time with each other, just one-on-one alone in our free time. And Don, it doesn't mean that we have a perfect marriage, does it? No, not at all. We bug each other or irritate each other. We have conflicts sometimes, but we still want to be together. There's just this natural like, hey, I love hanging out with you and we don't have any responsibilities. Let's go hang out. But if you're consistently spending all of your free time with other people, then that could be a sign that you could be growing (laughs) apart. It could be a bad sign, yeah. Another sign is this. Your patience is thin and everything they do is irritating you. Again, you guys, this happens in marriage. We go through times and we irritate each other. But if it's always irritating, if you're constantly, everything they do, if they're chewing too loud, just so many things are bothering you, 
then you know what? Maybe you guys are growing apart. The next one is this. When something exciting or something difficult happens, your spouse is not the first person that you share it with. You may think of, you know, I got to share this with someone else, but you know what? Your spouse should be the first person that you want to share exciting news with or difficult news. Another sign that you may be growing apart is that physical touch such as affection or sex is little or absolutely non-existent. If you're not touching each other or hugging or kissing or, you know, being sexually intimate, you know, maybe you need to step back and evaluate your marriage. And I would say that that's a big danger one. Certainly you want to be able to share with your spouse good news or bad news. But when you get to the point of there's no touching or no intimacy or sex, man, that's a problem. And it's something that needs to be worked through. Again, we're just giving you guys some, you know, things that could be happening if you're growing apart in your marriage. The next one is this. You are no longer interested in what they are interested in. Like Travis, I'm not interested in everything that you that you like or whatever, but I show interest. I let you explain it to me. I have you talk to me about it. But you know what? If you're not interested at all of what your spouse is interested in, maybe again, time to reevaluate. The next sign is this. You daydream about what life without them would look like. Yeah, you may not say it, but in your mind, in your thoughts, all day long, you're just thinking about what would life look like without my spouse in it. That would be a negative sign. And it's sad. I mean, it's disappointing. Instead of growing together, it's definitely in your mind or your emotions. You've really grown apart at that point. Another sign that you could be growing apart is this. You may love them, but you really don't like them. Like you can love people. We can love our enemies, but we don't like them sometimes. But so if you're not, if you don't like your spouse, that could be, you know, a serious sign that, hey, maybe we need to spend more time together. The next one is this. You don't look to them for advice. When you have to make a decision or, you know, something big comes up, you're not looking to your spouse for their advice. You don't care what they have to say about their, you know, you don't care about their opinions or the actual advice. And lastly, a huge sign that you may be growing apart is that you're not praying together at all. You guys, we just couldn't say this more. We just encourage couples to pray with each other. Yeah, there's a certain connectedness that takes place, a deeply spiritual, deeply intimate connection when you pray together. Yeah, serious. And that just bonds you in a level that maybe some other things aren't able to. Well, the warning signs that you just shared, Don, are really red flags to look for in your marriage. Again, if you've been married for one, three, five, 50 years, I mean, these are warning signs for all of us. So if you can see some of those things happening right now in your marriage, what should you do? That's a great question. What can you do if you feel like you are growing apart, but want to continue to grow together? And I would say, do something. Right. Hit the brakes. Don't go into another day with a marriage that is failing and growing apart. The first thing that we would recommend, though, is remember God's words. Remember truth. Take his words to heart, the words that are found in Mark chapter 10, verse 9. And these are important words because Jesus has just finished talking about marriage and how long and strong marriage should be. And then he says these words. It's like the dot at the end of a sentence, a period. He says in Mark 10, 9, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one 
separate. I love that. Mm-hmm. That is so clear. And Don, that's truth that you and I need to remind ourselves of every single day. We need to remember that God has joined us together so that we don't let anyone or anything, Don, come between you and I and separate us. And we would recommend that for all of you that are listening. Remind yourself what God has joined together. You are one. Don't let it be separated. Next, what can you do if you feel like you are growing apart but you want to continue to grow together. Well, the best answer for this comes straight from the Bible in Ephesians chapter four, verse two. It says this, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Man, if there's ever been a passage or a scripture from the Bible that applies to a great marriage, to build and create a great marriage, it would be yeah. that one, isn't it, Don? Yeah. And I, th- I love, I love it. that it starts with be humble and gentle. Yeah. That's what it takes, doesn't it? Because my pride gets in the way and I want to assert myself or tell you how I know the way things should be. But this says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. So let's dissect these verses that fully give us the answer to our question. Be humble. What does that mean? It means put your spouse's needs first. Accept advice from them. And that's hard to do some days. But accept the reality that you are not always right and that your spouse may have some good input on your marriage and how they view it. Admit when you are wrong. That's humility. Absolutely. It's hard to do, but it's good to swallow your pride. Uh, Secondly, be gentle, be kind with your words and your actions. It is not being spineless, but being in control instead of your emotions, your words, your actions, even when things get difficult, choosing to be gentle. Yeah. And I love the old name. It used to see, we used to call men gentlemen because oh, they truly yeah. were. They would protect a woman, fight for a woman, be respectful. But I think there's gentlemen and gentle women. Yeah. There's people who are just filled with gentleness. And uh, the next thing that it talks about in that passage, be patient. You need time. Everything needs time. Building anything will take a while. So things often don't change overnight and we need to be okay with that. Bad habits are hard to break, but they can be broken. So be patient. If your spouse has a bad habit, give them time. Pray for them. Love them. Be kind. Be patient. Celebrate little accomplishments and be excited about what is to come. What are we talking about? We're talking about if you notice that you're growing apart, here's some great things that you can do. Be humble, be gentle, be patient. But I love how it says bearing or forgiving. In other words, let go of any past hurt or unforgiveness that may be keeping you from being close. Because definitely unforgiveness would make you feel like you're growing apart. Because there's something between you at that point. Yeah. And there's so many marriages, so many people who don't get to live life, a full life together because they allow that wedge to be there for years, not minutes, years. Ruth Bell Graham once said, a good marriage is the union of two good forgivers. That's brilliant. It's awesome. (laughs) We all need to be forgivers in every marriage. There needs to be two good forgivers. This passage also talks about love. Choose to love others in the good and the bad, the hurt, the frustration. Choose love. Choose to love and be love. And always, always love. 
All right, this might be the most important. Lastly, keep the unity. In other words, remember, don't forget that God joined you together and you are now one flesh. Don, I don't walk around punching myself in the face. I work together with my own body. I cooperate with myself. You are no longer separate, but you are one. And so live in unity. Live as one. Ask God to help you and your marriage grow together again. Again, we were just talking about, you know, that news article that just came out not that long ago about Bill and Melinda Gates. And it's just sad to hear that they're divorcing after 27 years because they feel like they can't grow together anymore. But we know, Travis, we believe there are many marriages that make it to that finish line together. We are determined, aren't we? We, we will are. get to that finish line together. And you guys, you can do it. You will get to that finish line together. We want to encourage you to not give up. You may wake up one day and realize that you have begun or that you maybe did grow apart, but that is not the end. You can grow back together again. Don't give up and tell yourself that it is impossible. God can make all things new and that includes your marriage. We believe that with all of our hearts. Each of you have what it takes inside of you to build a strong, fulfilling marriage. Those hard times that you go through in marriage will actually make you stronger in the end if you allow them to. Yeah, they completely will. It's just so important to be committed to a lifelong marriage and to be growing together, to be growing an incredible, amazing marriage that is full of joy and life. I know it can be difficult, but it is worth it. So here's the thing. Don't forget, if you feel like you're growing apart, just be humble, be gentle, be patient, be forgiving, love, 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 and keep the unity. It's going to work. It makes a difference. We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You've got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.